Thanks, Lisa. Let us pray together. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer, and all God's people said together, amen. Gosh, friends, it has been quite a week, hasn't it? I have to be honest with you, this week has been a hard one for me. I, like you, am grieving. The loss of human contact, certainly of not seeing you, and of family and friends that might be in harm's way. And so I know very well how exhausting this week must have been for all of you. Some of you have been anxious about getting sick or others you love getting sick. Some have had to homeschool children this week. Some feel like your work has been turned upside down. Some of you are afraid of losing a job. Maybe you've already lost a job this week. Maybe like me, you've lost other things, like hours of sleep. Or you've lost peace of mind when you felt that tickle in the back of your throat or your chest, and immediately it felt like your throat dropped into your stomach and you were churning with fear. Or maybe you were tempted this week to trip a neighbor or a family member who's been annoying the living daylights out of you as you try to practice social distancing. We've been sad and scared, angry and fearful. And most of us have been trying our hardest to wrestle ourselves away from the constant barrage of news that only seems to make these feelings worse. We are holding a lot right now, and I want you to know that you do not have to hold it alone. I want you to know that your UMC Madison pastors and staff love you, we are here for you, and we want to hear from you. So call us, email us, Zoom with us, text us, and know that we are working hard to provide ways for you to connect with us and each other over the coming weeks. You know, I spent time on a conference call this week, many actually, but one in particular, where the stories being offered were so heavy, so filled with confusion and frustration and pain, that all I could think to do toward the end of the call was to offer to pray. And as I bowed my head, something very ordinary happened, but that felt totally bizarre in the moment. As we entered into this moment of silence before God, all of a sudden, the birds started chirping outside my window. And not like a little, a lot, loudly, almost intrusively. Well, I burst out laughing, embarrassed, in the middle of this somber moment. And as I began to apologize profusely, I tried to explain that the sweet fairy tale sounds of the birds chirping away just seemed like utter lunacy to me in that moment. Carrying on as if everything was normal. Don't they know what's happening in the world around them right now? That moment, one I've experienced many times over at the beginning of summer, and that is often a source of deep joy, all of a sudden felt so complicated. Hearing their sounds did feel for a split second like it always does, like relief. 
A breath of fresh air like new life was on the way. It felt hopeful. But on that day, hope had a bit of an edge to it. Mostly because it did not take away the pain. Within moments, all my uncomfortable thoughts and feelings flooded right back into my mind and body, and the temporary relief was gone. Maybe you have felt something similar this week. Maybe there was an hour where the panic subsided. Or you almost felt thankful for something unexpectedly wonderful about slowing down our lives a little or spending more time at home. But I'll bet it didn't last, did it? It was fleeting. And I wonder if that is exactly what the Israelites felt like every day in the wilderness. In our story for this morning, Moses has led the Israelites out of slavery. But as they journey into the wilderness, they will undoubtedly be there for what probably feels like some undetermined amount of time. They are hungry. They're hurting. They're running out of food. And they actually would rather go back into slavery than continue ahead into some unknown future. At least in slavery, they knew where their next meal was coming from and who was offering it to them. So God comes to Moses in the midst of their anxiety and says, Moses, every night I am going to rain down bread from heaven, and each day the people shall go out and gather just enough for that day, but no more. Now, When Moses relayed this message of hope to the Israelites, I imagine they felt all the complicated feelings we do, this tug of war going on within them. A tug of war between relief and absolute lunacy. Hope for the future and the very real pain of the present and the unknownness of everything in between. Even though God provided them temporary relief day after day in the form of food, it would not save them from all the 40 years of wilderness wandering. It didn't make the future any more certain, their minds much clearer, or their hearts any lighter, at least not permanently. And most of them could not be absolutely sure that day after day they would wake up and find that the promises of God had been fulfilled, which is probably why they went against God's command and repeatedly took more than their daily share. The Israelites, they found themselves thrust into a situation where they had to learn to trust and depend on a God who in hard times could feel as elusive as the wind. Perhaps after this week, we all know a thing or two about that. One of my favorite writers and theologians, Walter Brueggemann, once said, what we all want is a God of certainty, but what we get is a God of covenant. Today, in our series on the Lord's Prayer, as we focus on the line, Give us this day our daily bread, I am reminded that in our humanness, we all really want to believe in a God who will give us certainty, don't we? 
We pray this line, give us this day our daily bread. But what we really want is a God that will grant us the certainty that we will have bread for the next day and the next day and the next day. It is not enough for most of us to just be offered the gifts of today or the gifts of this moment because we are so concerned with what tomorrow will bring. In fact, it is so easy to allow our minds to skip ahead to the future, isn't it? To put all of our hope and fear and anxiety and goals and worries out there that we actually all too often miss what gift from God will nourish us in this moment. We want these gifts from God to look a certain way or to come in a particular form or time frame, and when they don't, they are hard for us to see. In fact, the first time the Israelites went out to glean food in the wilderness, they asked, what is it? They couldn't recognize the gift because it didn't come in the ways they were familiar with. And they were too busy worrying about how they were going to survive going forward. But you know, our God is one of covenant, not certainty. And what I mean by that is that though God very rarely offers certainty to us in this life, God does promise God's presence, God's faithfulness to us today. The God of history promised to show up for the Israelites in the hardest days of life, in the most ordinary material ways, and promised to abide with them, to provide for them, and to ensure that they would not do this day alone. The God of this history, who has journeyed with us all the way up into this present moment, asks each of us to also trust that the bread we receive today will be enough. And to trust that our tomorrows are in the hands of a faithful God. I am learning that hope, real hope in this life, it often has an edge to it. It is less the guarantee of fairy tale storylines and happily ever afters, and much more the promise that God will never stop giving us what we need for this day. Hope shows up in our hardest moments, when everyone and everything else has left us behind. It is the joy of unexpected surprises in the midst of pain, it's the relief the laughter, the peace, the opportunity, and the silver linings that come and act as a bridge, lifting our heads above the waters and helping us to catch our breath for however brief a time. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it is an invitation to trust in the God of history who covenants to be with us always and to give us enough for this day. And so this week, tonight, tomorrow, when you sit down to do your regular prayer practice, when you practice mindfulness throughout your day, as you recite the Lord's Prayer and you get to the line, give us this day our daily bread, I would challenge you to think about what daily bread God is offering you today. What unexpected surprise 
What moment of joy, what word of life is God gifting to you as a reminder that you are not alone and that God walks with you? What is enough for today? Let us pray together. God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we give you thanks that you are a God that enters into this moment and provides for us in this day. God, we are thankful that though we receive no certainties in this life, we know that you are a God that commits and covenants and promises to be with us in this hour and every hour, and that you will give us what we need, our daily bread. God, we pray that you will be with each person, with each family, with our loved ones that are a part of this community. God, that you will keep us and protect us and give us health and well-being until we are able to meet again. And gracious God, we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on each one of us, that we might know that you are the God of our yesterdays and our tomorrows, but first and foremost, that you are the God of today. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus the Christ and God's people said together, Amen.